Good good morning. I apologize. I didn't realize that you had to unmute yourself. (laughs) I thank you uh, all for being on this line this morning. My name is Apostle C.J. Crossfield, and I greet each of you in the name of Jesus. As we come on the line this morning, uh, we've already gone into worship, and that was a beautiful worship, and I just want to say thank you. But let us pray. Father God, we come to you this morning. We've already worshipped you and praised and honored your name, O God. But, Lord, we can't honor and glorify your name more than enough. But, Lord, I just say thank you for this morning. Thank you for allowing each of us to be on this call. Dear Lord, this divine moment in time, O God, that you would call us together as one body, one unit, O God, to be with you, to sup with you, to hear just what you have for us, O God. Lord, this morning I thank you for the opportunity to use me this morning, O God, to bring your word. Lord, as I pray, I ask that you would remove all of me, O God, and upload all of you, O God, so not... Only everyone on this call can hear from you, O God, but I can hear from you as well. So, Father God, I just want to say thank you, O God. Thank you for each and every person on this call, O God, that has been faithful, O God, to be on this call, to meet each and every person on this call that comes with a need, O God, or just come to commune, O God, with you and your word. Father God, I thank you for each and every day, oh God, that you have blessed us with. Lord, I thank you this morning, oh God, that we are all here in good health and strength, I pray, oh God. The Lord, if there's a need, like, like if, we, if there's a need, oh God, that needs to be met on this call, oh God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus that that need would be met, oh God, and if that person that is on this call, O oh God, needs you, O oh God, more than anyone else, O oh God. I pray that they will come forth, dear Lord, and hear from you this morning, and that they will know that you are a healer, O oh God, not only a healer, O oh God, but you are our provider, you are our truth, you are everything that we need, O oh God, any time of the day, any hour, O oh God, any minute and any second. So I just say thank you this morning. Dear Lord, I thank you for your word. I thank you that your word is already lining up, oh God, with the Maya Angelou quote that was given and gone forth this morning, oh God. And I just say thank you. I thank you, Jesus, for all things great and small, oh God. Dear Lord, I thank you for the expected and the unexpected. Lord, we live in a world today, oh God, where there are so many things that We have to look for, oh God. We have to look for the expected. We have to look for the unexpected, oh God. But, Lord God, we know that you are faithful, so we can always look to you. Dear Lord, your word is true, and you are true, so we can always look to you. We don't have to continue walking in this world in fear, oh God, thinking that we can do and be who you said we are and what you told us to do. So, Father God, as I come forth with this word of encouragement that you have poured down into me, O God, dear Lord, I pray that your word will go forth and touch the lives of each and every one of us that need it this morning, O God. 
Lord, we come with expectancy in our hearts, and that's why we are on this call. We come with expectancy, O oh God, because you are faithful. We come with expectancy, O oh God, because we need to hear from you, O oh God. Dear Lord, we come with expectancy, O oh God, because we know that we are the salt of this world, O oh God. And because we are the salt, O oh God, we have to preserve those that are out there that need us, O oh God. So as we get strength from you, we pray that we will give strength to the ones that are weak, O oh God, the ones that are blind, the ones that are in darkness, Father God. So we just say thank you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. I will begin first with saying Happy New Year to each and every one of you on the call. It is a new year, and we have all set of goals. We have desires. We have hopes. We have dreams. And we're expecting to achieve these things by the end of the year. And I agree that it's a new year. But when I think of a new year, I think about all the things that I'm either going to bring with me or the things that I'm going to leave behind. When I think about leaving the things behind and then bringing things over with me, I think about the effect of sowing and reaping. We have to sow things, and when we sow things, we're, we're planting them. We're, we're going down deep into the dirt and planting these seeds, and we're expecting them to grow. And at some point, those seeds will grow. So I come to you this morning to ask you, what have you sown in 2023? And I'm asking you if what you have sown in 2023, has it come to pass? Has it reaped? And your question could be yes or no. But then my other question to you is, are you going to bring what you sold last year into the new year? You see, we have to be careful because sometimes we sow things and they're not of God. Sometimes we sow things and we may not want to take them with us to our new place or to our new year. And that's the reason why I'm asking you this question this morning, because we can't afford to be hung up on the past, on what was, while God has blessed us into a new year. I don't want to get too traditional, but I want to look at the word harvest. A harvest is defined as a process or a period of gathering. That means you're bringing things together at a time or whatever the divine time or period is. But how, do, how long does a harvest last? If we plant something last year, as I stated, we expect to reap a harvest now. And what is our now? Our now is 2024 because it's a new year. But what happens when we experience loss and pain and hardship and unexpected weeds growing in our gardens or events that we didn't think were going to happen, but they happen. What do we do with that? As a people, anything after harvest, we'll refuse it. Just think about it. If we're, if we're going to a field and we see all the things that we have planted, 
Now it's time to reap them. Are we going to reap them or are we going to sit back and complain, well, I thought it was going to go this way. I expected to receive this. This person didn't do what they said they were going to do. My family was supposed to do this for me. I've done all these things, and now I don't have anything. Is that where we stay? Do we stay in that, in, in that, in that point of life where things aren't going our way or we're experiencing hurt and pain and we just stay right there? Sometimes that's what we do, and then time is passing. And then as that time passes, we want to walk backwards because we want to go back to where we were. So this morning I'm saying to you, instead of complaining or looking in the past, telling people about everything that has happened to you or you didn't expect to happen to you, look forward. Look into the new year. The Bible is full of traditions in so many ways. But this morning, I don't want to come from traditions. I don't want to come from traditions. I can come on the line. Anybody can come on the line and give a word. Anybody can come on the line and give a word to inspire you. And anybody can come on the line to encourage you. Is it just another sermon? Is it just another new year that maybe you tell somebody what happened or then you wait to hear another sermon so that you can be encouraged, so that you can do more? God is saying this morning that that's too traditional. We're too caught up in tradition. He's looking for so much more. He don't want us to be mediocre. We're not, we're not just regular people. He wants us to see him for who he is. And not only him, but he wants us to see his word for what he has given us. And the reason that I ask you, is there an end time in the harvest? Because if we look at it, oh, well, harvest time is in, let's just say October. That's when we celebrate harvest. Because we think, oh, from January all the way to October, we have poured into people. We have sown different seeds. We have done this, we have done this. Now it's time for us to celebrate so that we may reap. But I'm telling you here this morning that there's no end time in harvest. There's no end time in harvest. The the beginning of harvest starts with you. As we understand the traditions, we gain a great understanding, understanding of how God worked in the past. And when we see what he did then, The blessing is we can use those principles to guide us today. I want to go back to that word harvest. When we look at the book of Ruth, the one thing that probably comes to your mind is that, oh, Ruth followed Naomi, and yes, she did, and thank God that she did. But this morning, I want to encourage you to look a little further than the follow when it comes to the book of Ruth. 
We all know that Ruth suffered the loss of her husband and she didn't remain there. She didn't let her past define the bundle of blessings that her future would bring. And that's what the Lord is saying to us this morning. We cannot allow our past to define what our future blessings are bringing to us, that he's bringing to us. It might be easy for you to stay in the past because it's comfortable. Because you know what to expect. Because you have a lot of friends in the past. Because you're complacent in the past. It's time for us to move forward and to project forward into the future so that we may see exactly what God has for us. The Bible doesn't speak of her love for her husband or her relationship with her husband. But it speaks about love, the love that she had for her mother-in-law. And if it's safe for me to say, the Bible doesn't state it this way, but if she loved her mother-in-law, I can only imagine how much she loved her husband. And we all know where the word love comes from, because God is love. I'm reminded when Paul was speaking to the Galatians in chapter 4, verse 23. He spoke about Abraham's two sons. And the reason why I'm comparing this is because Naomi had two daughter-in-laws. But Paul spoke about Abraham's two sons. He spoke about the one of a slave woman. Glory be to God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. He spoke about two sons. One was born of a slave woman. And that was the ordinary way. I need you to hear me clearly. Please. Don't miss what God is trying to say to us this morning. But one was born from a slave woman, and that was the ordinary way. For example, if we were in Orpah's situation, that was the other daughter-in-law of Naomi. If our husbands died, we are all women on this call this morning. If our husbands died, we would have taken the ordinary or the traditional way. We would go back home. We would go back and find our family. If we want to be honest with ourselves this morning, we would take the traditional route. But God is over that traditional route. He's over just being just enough. He don't want us to be just enough because he's more than enough. The other son was born of the free woman, which was a result of a promise, my God, my God, the free woman. You see, when we don't carry that past with us in the new year, you know, the tradition, oh, it's a new year, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, I'm going to 
be this, I'm good. Traditional. Free your mind. Free your spirit. Free your walk in Christ. Leave what has gone on in the past in the past and walk towards your freedom. When you walk in freedom, then you'll be able to be like the son of the free woman, a result of a promise. And that's what Ruth was. Ruth walked just like the son of a free woman. Ruth emptied herself at all costs. She didn't look behind. She told Naomi, listen, I'm, I'm going to clean with you. I'm not going anywhere. Naomi told her, go back to your people. People will tell you and discourage you today because of what you're looking for in the future, in the new year here. And when you share your dreams with people, you have to be careful because everybody's not going to be for you. And everybody's not going to want to see you prosper. So you have to be careful. But you also have to let go. Let go of the past so that you can you can see your future and so you can be projected. You can project the things of your future that's coming to you. People will always try to bring you back to what you were. But that doesn't define you. And if I can leave a word of encouragement this morning, it's, it's so much that I can give you this morning just from this scripture, but don't let other people define you. Don't let your past define who you are because you are more than enough. Last year is gone. Don't let it define your future. Before I conclude, I want to just read from Ruth chapter 2, verse 2. And Ruth said to Naomi, let me go to the fields and pick up the leftover grain behind anyone in whose eyes I find favor. You see, Ruth didn't realize that she was commanding what she was about to walk into because she already, she already commanded. She said, let me go. She didn't say, let us go. Or let me just see, Naomi, what you do, and then I'll just follow after you. She said, she, she, she saw, apparently she saw the field. But she said, let me go to the field and pick up the leftover. The leftover. I need somebody to hear that. The leftover. The leftover. Not the first meal, but the leftover. Not the first harvest that was reaped, but the leftover. That means that's after the harvest took place. She wanted to go out and pick up the leftover. So Ruth gleaned behind the harvesters. And the word glean means to collect gradually, bit by bit by bit, after the harvest. I can't come off of that word, the leftover, because nobody looks at that. They just say, oh, Ruth followed Naomi, and then she met her Boaz, and her whole life was blessed. But is anybody looking at the leftover? The harvesters worked the harvest, and they gathered in the field. 
Just imagine it's harvest time for you. Are you willing to go to the field to pick up the leftover from the harvest? Or do you want to say, oh, well, it was harvest time already. Those are just the grains. That's just the leftover grains. So they don't mean anything. I want to ask you, would you go out there and pick up the leftovers? Would you go out there, have it based on your faithfulness? Will you go out there and pick up the leftovers based on your sacrifice? What about your tears? What about who you are in Christ, the real you? Will you go out there and pick up, pick up those leftovers? I'm coming to you this morning to tell you that you are a witness of what God can do. You see it in his word. You live it every day. Whether you lived it in the past, guess what? You're going to live it in the future here. You're going to live it in this new year. You are witness of Christ. You are enough. You are strong. You are beautiful. You are righteous to receive the blessings that await you in 2024 and beyond. 2023 is gone. You sold it, whatever it is that you sold. And God is so faithful that even if you sold a weed, he's plucked it out. Now it's 2024. So tell me, what are you waiting on? What are you waiting on? It may look like it was just the leftovers, just like Ruth thought. She thought it was just the leftovers. But God used her to go behind the harvesters, the harvesters and to clean, to glean what was left behind. Just imagine that you go to a field and they've already bundled up everything. It was just bits and pieces out there. Look at our, look at our, the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus. The Holy Spirit is so funny sometimes, I'm telling you. Look at our, look at our plates that we, that we eat at dinner time or lunch time or, or whenever you eat breakfast. Breakfast, lunch, or dinner. After you've eaten all that you need and there's leftover on the plate, who's going to eat that? Who's going to eat that? More than likely, not you, because you've had enough. But will somebody come behind you and eat it? If they're hungry, if they're homeless, if they're without food, yes, they probably will. But would you eat it? Would you come back an hour or two and eat the leftovers, or do you, do you need new food? We serve a good God. We serve a good God. And he will always give us more than enough. And the book of Ruth is reminding me that even after the harvest, he still gives us more than enough. As I come to a close, I can't help but to stand on these leftovers. 
But I want to encourage you and inspire you. Don't go back. Don't go back. Don't look back. Move forward. And as you move forward, move forward empty-handed so that the bundle of blessings that God has for you as a witness that you are for Christ will fill you up with the goodness that he has. It's harvest time. Go glean in the field of your blessings. Jesus' name I pray. Thank you, Lord. Amen.